you know, it'll work. Yeah, we'll just fill fill the uh, fill the Woody's Roundup style gap. You know, maybe just even finish it with a cliffhanger that never gets finished. Hmm. Hmm. Sarah Connor Chronicles of Podcasts. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, cliffhangers. Well, the very last episode, we're going to travel 20 years into the future and meet our alternative universe selves. And it'll be like, oh, what's going to happen next? And then nothing. Nothing. Nothing, and it just forever happens. Until we get picked up by another network, maybe. What, what happened know? to the metal, li- liquid metal lady? What happened to... John Henry. What happened to the uncle who died for no reason? We'll yeah. never find out. And then, and then why instead did we get a movie where Matt Smith was the embodiment of Skymet? Skynet. Skymet. Skymet. Yeah. So it's like a it's like a tram service, but it just goes through the sky. <laughs> a bunch of trains gain sentience and try to extinguish the human race. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Oh no, no, that that be that be a problem. Yeah. Anyway, like uh, you know, to 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 get off um, the you know the train wrecks. Uh, this is the Immaterial Gamers podcast. I thought you said you were getting off the train wrecks. Uh, <laughs> all right. Hello. Hold on. Have your tickets ready at the door, and uh, please scream loudly. Uh, and no refunds. Oh, never any refunds. In fact, why the fuck did you buy a ticket? Anyway, um, yeah, this is episode twenty-one. Uh, for anyone who's listening this onto this when it comes out, uh, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And Happy Holidays if you're a heathen. And don't yeah. celebrate Christmas. Yeah, but Hanukkah and all that other stuff. Everyone, whatever whatever way you spend the consumer, you know, the consumer massive buy-in that is the holiday season. No, I'm not judging because I've done it myself. Um, yeah, Welcome. Uh, you know, even though we are recording this on Christmas Eve, Eve. The Eve of Christmas Eve. Yeah, well, that's a thing according to my Twitter feed. So wait, it's a load of... what's what is what distinguishes the Eve of Christmas Eve or Christmas Eve Eve, December twenty third, from yeah. uh, the evening of Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve Eve? Twitter feeds, hashtags. Maybe that's the thing that distinguishes it. You never know. Hmm. Could be. Um. Yeah. But um. Yeah. It's it's you know it's a, again we're having a nice, a nice uh, calm podcast. It's just myself, Ryan, and my co-host Duncan. Yep. The uh, two uh, the partners in crime, co-ginger podcast hosts of the Immaterial Gamers. Yeah. The one who does everything and the one who does almost nothing except talk about stuff that he played for five minutes during the week. So, uh, you know, what we're going to do, me and Duncan are going to go and uh, talk about what we've played. And then, because as he may have noticed, I've not put any news in the chat because it's a slow news week. It's Christmas. What do you think? Everyone took the day off. Yeah. Lazy uh, bastards. What, what I've got is a Wikipedia page of just big events that happened through 2018. Um, probably just a quick discussion of stuff like that of what's happened uh, before we then take a little break-ish and uh, we'll be doing a best of 2018 podcast next week but we won't be recording it, it'll be special stuff anyway let's move we'll on see to how that works out. 
Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Um, until that point, Duncan, what have you played this week? Well, uh, I actually started it two weeks ago, and I forgot to mention it last podcast. But I recently uh, got a hold of a copy of uh, Soul Calibur Six for on Steam. On, uh, okay. on 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 none other than Ryan's recommendation. Yeah. Well, given given the uh, the two choices you gave me, I I provided I think a succinct opinion. Yeah, I was I gave him the choice between fighters fighters fighter Z whatever it's called from from the Dragon Ball franchise and mm. Soul Calibur Six, and I asked what he thought I should get. I could only afford one because I'm just a poor boy, and so I could only get one <laughs> copy. Oh yeah, so if we can only get Bohemian if we can get Bohemian Rhapsody as many times into this podcast as possible, that'd be great. But um yeah, so you went with Soul Calibur Six. Yeah, I ended up going with Soul Calibur Six. Uh it feels very familiar from yeah. uh past Soul Calibers, I gotta admit. The last Soul Calibur I probably played was mm, two. <laughs> ah yes, the one with depending on what console you bought it on. Uh, Link or Spawn or Heiachi. Yeah. The character. And uh, and yeah, so that was a long time ago, but it was uh, all still pretty familiar. Most of the same characters are there. I rec- you know, a lot of similar mechanics. Hmm. Um, I've been having fun with it so far. I completed. I blitzed through the main storyline. I literally just like skipped every cutscene, every line of dialogue. I was like, I don't care. Your your plot is bad and your voice acting is mediocre. Let me just get to the fights, please, and thank you. Uh, okay. So that's my so that's my minute review of the plot of Soul Calibur. It's well, I mean, to to be fair, as I like, I think I mentioned to you in the in the WhatsApp when we were talking about it. It is basically a, a soft reboot of the entire history of Soul Blade Edge and Soul Calibur put into one game. It feels to me like the story of Soul Calibur is pretty much the same in every game. Like mm. not even like like not even like movie sequels same like like they're doing a different story but it's actually the same story disguises a different story. But like yeah. I feel like every time I play this game it's like uh, it's fucking nightmare has the soul edge and he wants and it's possessed him it's going to destroy the world and then some other nice people Example: Sophia and Killick decide they want to go and destroy the sword. While some other random people are like, you know, just hanging out, doing whatever. They may or may or not be pursuing the sword directly. You know, maybe they want it for evil purposes. Maybe they just want it because they want to hang it up in their mantle place. Whatever. You know, they're they're also there. And then Inferno pops out of the sword and goes like, "Blarg, I'm a fire monster," and then he dies. Blarg. And then and that's that's like the story in every Soul Calibur game. I I swear. It never changes. Mm. Yeah, you, know, you, you get some histories like Zazamel, you know, giant giant black star, a uh, scythe dude, you know. And initially starts as an observer of Soul Legend, then just decides to get bored with life. I thought you, I literally thought you were going to say, get jiggy with it. I'm like, hold on a second. No, 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 that's the Aladdin film. <laughs> he's, getting, he's getting genie with it. Getting genie with it, ugh. Yeah, well, Will Smith is the genie in the new Aladdin film coming out. What did we do to deserve that? Uh, we... We uh, tricked ourselves into thinking that Will Smith was actually, like, 
the hot shit. <laughs> Yeah, turns out he, me. turns out we were all like taken in by his charm, and we we forgot to recognize the fact that he's just doing the same thing in every movie. Yeah, that that being said, Bad Boys for Life, you know. I've never seen Bad Boys. Oh, they're films, but you know, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, that's fine. Forget the fact that Michael Bay is directing them, and then you're all sorted. I see. But anyway. <laughs> but, but anyway, back to but back to Soul Caliper. Uh, so, so interesting casting choice. So they decided to make Nightmare voiced by Will Smith. I thought that was a really weird choice. <laughs> just, just, just picturing him there, just like, hey, look, it's the devil. No, no, your nightmare, your nightmare, cut. Kill it. No. like, I must have Soul Edge. I will destroy it. And Nightmare's like, nah, man. Don't start now. It won't be none. Now this is a story all about how this world got flipped and upside down by that evil seed I casted. Just watch there. Um, I'll tell you how I became the undisputed ruler of evil. Watch your hair. Possessed by nightmare. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, so we've just fresh-princed our podcast there. So, um, yeah. But yeah, it's like... You know, you're saying the combat was very familiar. Have you sort of got into some of the new stuff that they've added in there yet, then? Uh, I don't even think I've quite gotten myself into the old stuff they have in there yet. (laughs) My biggest weakness with fighting games is that while I enjoy playing them, I have never actually taken the time to try and actually get good at them. Uh... You know, I'm one of those people who's just like... Uh, it feels like sometimes when I push these buttons in a certain order, sometimes cool things happen. So I'm going to try and push them in that order again to see if it happens again. And it usually doesn't because I didn't push them right. Or I didn't actually push the right buttons in the right order. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really, really wanted to like start studying on it and like actually learn how to utilize the game's mechanics and actually get good at the game. But uh, it's, I... At one point, I, I looked up, like, a video. I was trying to play Maxi. Because mm. uh, I was like, ah, oh, you know, I played a few games with Maxi, and uh, he seems pretty pretty cool. I have every, Everything seems nice and fast and flowy, and uh, I, I could see myself trying to get into this guy. So I looked up a video of, like, how do good players of Soul Calibur play Maxi? What, what, what are his mechanics? How do I, how do I Maxi? Mm. And uh, I'm like... It was like a 13-minute video, and it immediately starts off by explaining how Maxi has different stances and how you know his stances lead into different uh, combo opportunities, and you know, and he yeah. starts using like really complicated like 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 key terms for his moves and combos, and I'm just like, oh, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> It's like, oh, so I've chosen the most complicated character to play as my main. It's like, mm, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll save this for another time. Yeah, he's he's. So if we look at comparing sort of Namco fighting games for Tekken, he's the Warang of the characters in there. I don't he, even. Feels I like. don't even know what what game that's from, let alone who that character is. Warang uh, is from Tekken, and he's a. Oh, you did just say that. I'm retarded. Cut that out. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> That's fine. Um, yeah, but he had the similar sort of stuff in the the fact that he could switch um, his like martial arts style 
allowed him to switch from doing his moves from one leg to the other. So you could do a set of moves, jump onto the other leg and then continue. And it just allowed, you know, chaining moves that way. Max is the same sort of thing. The fact that if you can just keep his nunchucks spinning, you can just move, move from one set to the other as well. Though I've always, you know, I, I like Killeague. Uh, Killeague? Maxi. I was going to say I like Maxi, but I'm a Killeague man. Just, uh, you know. Not he's, he's not the most damaging of characters, but he's fast, he's flowy. I have always traditionally favored fast characters in almost every, not just every fighting game, but every genre of game that I play. It's like any game, yeah. any... Oh, fucking foul phones. Thank God my phone died immediately. Uh, <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, uh, don't forget to do the slowdown of that, just to yeah, highlight no the, uh, the technical difficulties. Uh, but... I've always favored really fast-moving characters, as yeah. just been my style. Uh, so Maxi yeah. naturally appealed to me, you know. But uh, for some reason, uh, Soul Calibur has always ran somewhat contradictory to that for mm. me. I don't know why. I really like the slower characters in Soul Calibur. There's just something really satisfying about, you know, the slow but heavy-hitting attacks that some yeah. of the characters like Nightmare and Astroth can pull off mm. at times. Yeah. You know who I oh god, you know who I miss from the Soul Calibur games? Rock. Rock. He was, yeah, he was like a he was like a North American First Nations sort of character. Hmm. Um Yeah, sort of you know, was one with the spirits and he had his big axe and stuff. I feel he's been sort of replaced by the Astaroth sort of character now. Mainly just and I I'm wondering if it's because they've decided to locate most of the combat in sort of uh Eastern Europe to Asia, whereas uh, sort of Soul Edge was a big round the world thing. So it's just like it just means I miss the North American characters. Mm. That's just that's just me. Darth Vader. Uh, yeah, Darth Vader, Yoda, Star Killer slash The Apprentice. Exactly. Where did, where what country do you think he's from? So yeah, uh, uh, like like Brazil maybe. Mm, possibly. You know, it's, I mean, it's hard. I mean, you know, we've even got it in. We've got it in the the new, in Soul Calibur Six. You got Geralt, guy from The Witcher. It's like, who's 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 bio on that game is literally a sorceress sent him to another universe, and that's why he's here. And you know what? You know, if I was a sorcerer, I would send people to alternate universes all the time. Huh. Like just I for just, fun. Yeah. Hey, look, Steve. Steve. Yeah. Piranha Universe for you. Oh, he's... Where'd Steve go? Oh, he just... He's gone. He had to pop okay. out for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's... And how the... Have you tried both of the... Story modes-ish? Um... Like the custom character creation mode, which I still think is actually probably the better mode of the two. I have not created my own custom character yet. I've only put ah. the default characters. Ah, fair enough. Uh, you'll be, you too will be able to get your own shapeshifter who, when you colour in blue, looks to, and I quote my flatmate Martin here, a gimp. The gimp. Yeah. Isn't that, uh, isn't that just Waldo? I, I would say so, but, you know, since my shapeshifter tries to speak in an alien language, but he's blue and shiny and doesn't quite look like Inferno... So it's just like, 
I was like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. But, you know, he's he's a good guy. He's trying to save the world. Anyway, uh, so that was actually interesting, you talking about Inferno. Uh, that was an interesting... I don't know if this has been in previous games, but this is my first mm. game that I've played where Inferno was a playable character, like, right from the beginning, anyway. Yeah. Uh, and so I thought that was kind of cool. I actually found Inferno to be... <laughs> One of my more enjoyable characters. I found it to be a weird combination between, like, the hard-hitting, slow attackers, like Nightmare, mm. but also, like, faster, somehow? Yeah. See, I've not see, I've not played Inferno in Soul Calibur 6, because I played him when you could unlock him in Soul Calibur 2. Is he... Alright, so you know Edgemaster? The, the, the old guy who could basically use any character's style. It changes on a round-by-round round basis. I rem If I remember right with Soul Calibur 2, Inferno was kind of the same, it just had a few extra like, flaming Inferno moves. was... used to be like that, yes, in previous games. He used to like, be essentially like... It's almost like the random character. It's just like... Yeah. If you wanted to pick random, but you wanted to be random every round, you'd play Inferno. Yeah, uh, so but in Inferno this or Edgemaster, either way. Yeah. But in this particular case, he uh, he's essentially he permanently wields a soul edge, like like, oh, right. like like somehow at the same time as nightmare. I don't know how it works. Uh, mm. But he has his own like distinct fighting style. He's consistent. He's not. He doesn't just change flippantly. He has his own oh, right. fighting style, which is very. I imagine that he's really good when you like properly learn how to use his abilities because some of his abilities are like kind of ridiculous like there's yeah. one ability that he does where he can like fly up into the there's there's a mechanic where he can like fly up into the air like that itself is an ability is to just hover above the ground and then from there he cool. can he can do various things he can he's got one attack that's basically like a, a horizontal pinwheel where he just starts spinning sideways with soul edge and it's slow but if it hits it does a ungodly amount of damage <laughs> and he does a few other things, you know, good you know, downward slashing attacks and various things like that. Uh, so yeah, I the like the second time I played <laughs> as Inferno, I randomly got matched up against a, a Maxi AI, and like I just perfected him like three games in a row. I just I laughed out loud and threw my control at my pad. It's like I don't even know what I'm doing, and I'm having so much fun. This character is ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> like he's. I don't know, man. He he. Uh, it feels like the new noob crutch to me. Like I don't even know how like competitive he is because I don't know anything about that scene. But he he sure is fun to just push buttons and see what happens. Oh, I have to try and play him at some point because you know he he sounds absolutely awesome. Maybe I'll stop you know playing with my mercenary gimp. Don't don't tell. Mercenary gimp. Yeah, don't don't tell don't tell. Stop. I'll stop playing with my mercenary gimp. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, no, it's good. It's good that you, you know, you're enjoying it and just like playing as the characters and stuff like that. And we'll maybe look at more adventures of of of, of your experiences at some point. Maybe I'll actually learn how to play the game, or maybe not. Maybe I just won't have time. Maybe just, we'll see what's maybe up. Just, maybe just have fun with it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it just works. So uh, yeah, speaking of of fun. I've been playing the new Hitman game. Oh dear. 
Hitman 2, not to be confused with Hitman 2. <laughs> Don't you love video games? Oh, yeah. Naming it's, conventions is great. It's like they think that everyone who played video games ten years ago is dead, and that everyone who is currently playing has never heard of the franchises that currently exist. So they just, yeah. like, pass it off like nothing happened. Yeah, like, the new nothing. Hitman. Yeah, so uh, Hitman 2 2018. There we go. We'll do that. There you go. Yeah, the game by the now independent IO Interactive. Though still published by Warner Brothers. Oh. Um, yeah. It's a direct continuation from Hitman 1 2016. Now they actually called that one Hitman 2016 at that point. Um, yeah, the, the reboot of the franchise that did smaller or a smaller amount of content in terms of smaller amount of missions, but over a much bigger scale. So, yeah, it's just um, it's a continuation of the story. So it's uh, season two. You've now found out who the big bad guys are, and yet there is an even bigger bad guy. Isn't that just the way of bad guys? Every time you get through to the bad guy, there's always a bigger bad guy behind the bad guy. Yeah. Well, this is so different. There's kind of like two big bad guys going separately at the same time, and you have to do the the old classic, the enemy of my enemy. Is also my enemy. I just need to make a pact. Yeah. I'll get to you eventually. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the the spoiler alert alarm will be on. So you killed a whole bunch of people. Spoilers? In a game called Hitman, you killed a bunch of people? I I know. Now, they were were all linked together. They were all part of this. They were all targets from a shadow client who turns out to be the big evil character, Lucas Gray. Um, Because he's trying to take down this um, Illuminati-style corporation called Providence, who you've also been working with to, well, working against and killing some of their targets as well. Um, you you and your handler, Diana, uh, as, as Agent 47, decide, well, we'll work with the big corporate bastards because the one lone wolf guy is the bigger problem. So you're, you're doing what you do in a Hitman game, getting targets and eliminating them in as close to accidental ways as possible without being noticed in the old classic Hitman fashion. So walking around, subduing people, disguising yourself as different people, even though it doesn't matter what disguise you get, you're still bald and you still have a barcode on the back of your head. I like the uh, that one uh, mission I've seen videos mm. of where you disguise yourself as the Indian tailor and that's your disguise. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, no one will suspect you at all. Yeah, just some well, white dude in a turban. Yeah, well, we've got this. We've got this. Um, you, the second mission of the game is in Colombia, and again, it's going to be spoilers into how you assassinate one of the targets, or two of the targets in this case. There is one where you dress as a hippie. Um, apparently, one of the one of the the targets has had the ability to transport cocaine across the world using backpackers and souvenirs. Undetectable, apparently. Again, suspend your disbelief. It's a Hitman game. But yeah, you you subdue said hippie. You poison the 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 souvenir that it you know it contains because guy's a big druggie. He has to taste test everything. And uh, yeah, you you meet him in a location dressed as a stoner hippie. 
you know, they know that the guy is, you know, they know that the guy had long hair and a beard. They're a bit unsure why this clean-shaven bald man, you know, has arrived. But he's wearing the hippie clothes. It must be him. And uh, yeah, you you do it. He gets sick. He leans over a barrier down a mine shaft. Oh, guess where he's going? Space. Uh, well. There's actually an enormous, like, sonic spring at the bottom of that that, (laughs) that, uh, shaft. And it's just like, boing, to the moon. I wonder wonder what was happening. I threw him over. He's like, no, no, no. Boing. I was like, what the? I mean, he told me body hidden, but, you know, he just got got sent to space. Uh, Um, He'll never find it. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, another of the ridiculous disguises was as a, um, oh, like as a mariachi band. You were the you were the drummer of a mariachi band. <laughs> while, <laughs> while, yeah, while while you Yeah, you're there drumming while you've you know, sabotaged a giant golden statue of a cartel leader. So he pulls the curtain of the statue down, it's like, Oh yeah, look, there's my f- oh my god and you're still you're there, still giving the drum roll to the reveal. It's just Yeah, it's just, it's just like you got you fucking you got drumsticks, and they're all like, and now for the grand finale, shank, and then it's actually just, a, just stabs him with one of the drumsticks. Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm enjoying it. It's, I mean, it's the same as Hitman 2016. But uh, it sure seems knows. like it from videos I've seen. It basically just looks yeah. like it almost looks like DLC for the for the previous game. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess that's why they've done what they've done in it, where if you purchase Hitman 2 and you already had Hitman 1, you get the entirety of the, the first game just added on. They they were aware that this was technically like advertised as a Season 2 to the game, but they've not done it as episodic like they did in the first game, so... But they, yeah, they they're giving you this massive load of content, and it's still, you know, it's still the same, but same isn't same isn't problematic. The thing that I had if when... same was problematic, the Call of Duty franchise would have died decades a decade ago. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I mean, yeah, the the content of the game was fine, and what what little stuff that they have added, like a uh, concealable briefcase, so you can take big weapons to some of the the locations, because that was that was a problem. Even though like it's in Agent Forty Seven's profile that he doesn't sit there and use big massive weaponry every now and again. He uses it when he needs to. If it's the last resort, he's known as you know he's he's the clean you know he's the clean assassin, and the fact that he doesn't want you know if if, if someone is going to die, you need to make it look like an accident, and you know oh guy tripped off balcony doesn't work when he's got a forty five caliber bullet hole in his head, so you know, um, yeah I'm still liking it. They've changed the way that opportunities work now, rather than the stuff that you had to seek out and then hope that you got in time. They're there from the offset. They, some of them still can be time limited, but you can choose to follow any of the story, the what they call now mission stories, um, and do the opportunities to get to your targets and kill them. Or you can still do what you do in any in Hitman game, which is just improvise, look at the target, look at the best opportunity, and then just you know take them out. Listening um, to you talk about all the strategy involved in Hitman and how you're supposed to make it look as close to an accident as possible, all I'm thinking about is is the achievement hunter gang doing let's watches in that game yeah oh oh yeah and i'm just thinking to myself this is like the achievement hunter way man they don't even care about whether it's 
an accident or not. It's just like, the achievement harder way is kill 30 people, change disguises six times, gun down half of the local militia by yourself, then kill the target, then maybe leave before you get killed by a security guard. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's that. I mean, that also being said, I've watched and also done their let's watches when they've tried taking on elusive targets and they're back as well. These targets where when you the moment you take the opportunity, you have one shot to take the guy out. One opportunity. Like you, one opportunity. You better lose yourself. Mom's spaghetti. Moment. You know it, you want it. Yep. Now, um, yeah, they still got them, and for anyone who doesn't know, the elusive target is a one-time opportunity to take one target down. If you fail, the, uh, you can't restart the mission, you can't save, you have to do it in one go. If you die, the target goes. If you run out of time before you take the target down, which is like, you know, days, uh, target goes. It's, it's that simple. So you get that one chance to take him down. And usually at that point, it requires you to have mastered the level that the target's in. So you know, so you can then know the best place to, to find them and the best way around that you can do this in one go. I mean, elusive targets have always been funny in Hitman games. One of the first elusive targets was a guy called The Forger. All you knew about him was that he forged paintings. No name, age, race, height build nothing i see that's that's one of them some of them have been a bit more ridiculous like the holiday hoarders uh special event where you had to kill harry and marv from home alone uh well there's also the illicit target for killing gary Busey. yes (laughs) yes not 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 you know not just it wasn't just a guy played by gary Busey. the target was gary Busey. it's like i'm invisible yeah or, or the one that I just missed because I didn't get the game in time. Um, the Undying, played by Sean Bean. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, I love how, like, tongue-in-cheek it is, too. I, I was watching the YouTube Hunter video of it, and I love how, like, you know, if you play the opportunity right and you get into the meeting room with Sean Bean, he, like, sits down right in front of you. It's like, you there, let's say you were sent here to kill me. How would you go about it? And they're just sitting there like, uh, does he know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's the thing, because like, the introduction video for Sean Bean's character, Mark Elber, I think he's, he's, he's called in it. Um, yeah, he's sitting there looking like he's having a, you know, he's having a, a psych session with what looks to be Agent 47, talking about how he can turn anything into a weapon, you know, sort of advertising the Hitman game, and then proceeds to shoot said therapist in the head. And, you know, sits there and challenges, like, okay, I hope you probably bring your, ba- your A-game next time. And no, there's Agent 47 just stood in a monitor thinking, right, yeah, I am so going to kill you. But, yeah, uh, you know, like, some of the background stories for the ca- for the targets are actually quite cool. It's like, talking about the Undying as an elusive target, it's a guy that has apparently been confirmed dead by the agency in that game 12 times. That's, uh, that's and, a lot of times. Yeah. Which you know, you know, in the in the briefing, Diana goes, and because it's funny, because I can still get the briefing, but I can't take the target out anymore. But it's just like, oh, Agent Forty Seven, this one's actually quite a bit of an embarrassment for us. Could you could you please sort this out? Thank you, bye. But then it also makes me think of like, if you know that this guy has a a reputation of not dying, why did you not send Forty Seven out in the first place? Uh, who knows? Yeah. Still, 
yeah, having, having fun with it. I might try it on the next one, which is a, a paranoid military general in India. That's going to be that's going to be fun. I'm actually on the India level on the main story now, so I might just work on some mastery so I can give that one a shot. You know, yeah, it's it's Hitman. You still get to kill people. It's it's all fun, and you know, it did lead to the funniest thing in the house of uh, something that my flatmates would never thought I would have ever said, and um, it led to the lines of. Right, sorry, one sec, we will go out shopping. I've just got to shove the body of this hippie in a cupboard. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's all good. So, that's, you, know that's, it's a good you know it's a good game when you're shoving hippies into cupboards. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's all great. You know, he was fine. He wasn't dead. Even if in some of the games it's weird that if you do knock someone out and they're just on the floor and you've not you know, hidden them away and someone spots them, watching someone run over to a guy and go, oh my god, we found a body. Yes, yes, he's definitely dead. And then he walked over, slapped him in the face, and was like, oh, wait, no, no, he's 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 okay, actually. Yeah. Maybe. So well, yeah. what you haven't found is a body, then. You found a guy who was uh, sleeping. Yeah, you found an unconscious person. <laughs> you know, it's... it's just, sometimes it's, like you, it's, it's silly. You walk into your friend's room while they're sleeping, and it's like, oh my god. I found a body. <laughs> yeah. I've got a body here. And then 20 I do, minutes well, later, you go and check him up on him. And it's just like, oh, wait. No, he's just yeah, I, I do like that as well. It does say in the game as well that, um, what's it called? Any bodies that you hide in, in containers or cupboards will never be found. That that does lead to a little bit. But it also led to the fact that I nearly accidentally killed someone, a non-target. Um, there was a military general or something that I needed to subdue and disguised myself as and I put him in he was in a sort of bushes like a trespassing area in between and there was what I thought was just a container to shove him in and as I was about to dump him in I noticed that there was this little you know a pokey bit of metal coming out and an mulch symbol on the front of the box and I was like oh wait nope 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 can't put him in there you know that'll kill him because I nearly put a guy in a um, a shredder oh god so that was fun. I I did, I made that mistake in the first game. I was um, uh, one of the missions has you trying to destroy a, a like a, a virus, um, and you, you know, to to destroy the virus you have to cause, sort of cause the room to melt down. But there's a whole bunch of guys in hazmat suits around watching everything you're doing, so it's a bit hard. Um, so I subdued a guy, and I just you know saw that there was a box there, and I was like, all oh, right, cool, I'll just shove him in the box. Now I shove him in, and what do I hear? target killed I was like or non-target killed I was like what do you mean non-target killed I'll look at the box again and find out it's only a fucking acid box Goddamn random acid boxes just laying about yeah so but still you breaking bad that guy yeah basically but uh yeah that was that was that was my experience with Hitman and uh may the assassinations continue in the game, in the game. Remember, don't kill yourselves. Yeah. Don't kill yeah, each other. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, everybody. Please don't kill each other. I know I usually wait till the end of the the episode to do that, but just can just continue that. So yeah, that's that's the the games we've been playing, and we would normally look at news, but like I say, because it's a slow news week. I mean, it's fair. It's Christmas. What we do is we just have a look at some of the major events that came out in the year of our lord 2018 
and then maybe see if there's anything big that we could discuss in it. I mean, according to this, apparently, considering there's some major events, there's not much here other than some studios opening, some studios closing, and some studio big open, game releases. Close. Yeah, you can't explain we'll, we'll, that. Yeah, we'll we'll have a look. Uh, just so you can see what I can see when I'm cleaning Do windows. Do you see what I see? Oh no, no, no! Christmas songs, they can all go. So yeah. I like this, uh, that, you know, among, uh, I don't want to, you know, paraphrase, I want to paraphrase what's being said in this. Biggest games of the year included Black Ops 4, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. So basically the biggest, uh, you know, highest selling games all happened in the last quarter of 2018, as they always do. But, um, we'll do is have a look at apparently some major developments over the year. So, uh, January, I mean, the Consumer Electronics Show being held somewhere... Every year isn't really major. Uh, oh yeah, Mad Cats went come back from the grave. All they they were like a peripheral maker. They made like weird third party game pads and massive stuff, and then they like lost money and went out of business. Hmm. At the beginning of the year, they came back. Very nice. So that was that was fun. Uh, the inaugural season of the Overwatch League began. So that was a good bit of esports for for Blizzard compared to what will happen later on in the year. Yeah. You know? That's uh, unfortunate. Yeah, some, some some games come out as well, like Monster Hunter World, uh, Dissidia Final Fantasy NT, Celeste, Subnautica, uh, re-releases of Kerbal Space Program, Street Fighter V, Darkest Dungeon. Yeah, they, they all happened. I mean, we've already talked about my fun with Darkest Dungeon a couple of episodes back. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, that was fun. Uh, February. Again, look, a DICE Summit was held in Las Vegas. Right, congratulations. The bigger one on that is THQ Nordic acquiring Cock Media. Good old Cock Media. Yeah, Not spelled well, the that, way you think it is. No, no, K-O-C-H. Everyone, you dirty bastards. Um, yeah, no, that one's actually a big thing. THQ going out of business a few years back was... You know, it was a shame. There was some good games, good, you know, uh, stuff like the Saints Row series, uh, Darksiders, you know, all, you know, studios under THQ having to go and be rebought. But then, you know, Nordic buying the THQ front, uh, license and they've actually, you know, been bringing out good games, which is actually, you know, very nice for a change. It's nice to see a publisher not being like an entirely massive arsehole. And then, anything big come out in February? Oh, the remake of Shadow of, Col- of the Colossus. Night in the Woods. Other good games, and other not so good ones, like Dynasty Warriors 9. I, I hate what's being done to the Dynasty Warriors franchise. I loved them games. They were derpy. The voice acting was hammy. Characters were silly. But, you know, there was nothing better than killing a few hundred thousand random enemies with no names because you could it got rid of it got rid of anger i never did play uh any of the dynasty warrior games i've seen some of them in action but i've never actually played them yeah but no the 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 you know the the good to do sometimes but not nine never nine never nine that caused my playstation to take off for the fourth time that's that's a story for a different podcast though uh, March, 
Vivendi formally ended its attempt to acquire Ubisoft. Probably a good idea. Probably for the best. Though Vivendi... Didn't they also own Blizzard and Activision at some point as well? Are they? Maybe. <laughs> uh, oh, they sold it to other companies, including Tencent, the company that contains... Uh, that basically hold a share in everything. Vivendi announced a merge with Activision... Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, did. So, didn't so at some the point they were together and uh then 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 they weren't. Yeah. Again, probably for the best. Ah, things that came out in March. Let's see. Final Fantasy fifteen, Windows Edition. Yeah. Warhammer Vermintide two, apparently. Uh Devil May Cry H D collection again. Kirby Games, the remaster of Burnout Paradise. Oh, Detective Pikachu came out that month, which was which was funny. And oh, oh yeah, Valkyria Chronicles 4, the game that I didn't even realize had come out, the one that I didn't realize even had a second and third. But yeah, that was that was March. And that's that's old news. April, uh, PAX East happened. And in other news, Valve acquired the developers of Firewatch, Campo Santo, and Campo did Santo nothing with them again. And big games that came out in that month were the Hellblade, Swenius Sacrifice, still the game that messes with my head, and I've not even completed it yet. Uh, Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. Uh, South Park, The Fractured Butthole finally came out on that month for Nintendo Switch. And uh, a game that was called a game that was called Saturday Morning RPG. Oh, Labo came out as well that month. The uh, weird. Cardboard, oh, make yeah. your own Nintendo's games thing. Cardboard, uh, cardboard peripheral venture. Yeah, I mean they sounded interesting, but they were also very, very expensive. But you know, it's Nintendo again, just wanting to make charming stuff and not worrying about you know, game of the years. It works. Okay. Old, uh, Nintendo Labia. Hi. <laughs> Uh, May was a bad month, as Cliff, uh, oh, Cliffy B's studio boss Key Productions closed down, and he's basically now out of games making. He's not happy with it anymore. Constant opening, constant closing. Maybe, you know, background information of what was going on inside his studios didn't help, but that's a lot of that's hearsay and to and fro in, and nothing was ever confirmed. But then uh, a couple of other studios opened up new well, a couple of other developers opened up new studios. One in Brighton, in England, which is, you know, fun. Uh, and another in Poland. Uh, June. Microsoft went and opened its big gaping moor and acquired a bunch of uh, a bunch of studios. Including Ninja Theory, which is a shame. Because I, I liked Swenya's Sacrifice, and uh, I don't think Microsoft will let them build good games. But that's, again, that's just my opinion. Uh, more Warhammer stuff came out. Oh God, come on! There was, there was other games that came out in June, surely. Mm, oh yeah, the remake of the Crash Bandicoot trilogy, that kept me preoccupied for a month. Oh yeah, the Crash Bandicoots. One of the, was that June? Yeah, it was June. The Insane trilogy came out in June. Oh um, hey, you know what else? Was, uh, I got the Fortnite came out on the Nintendo Switch in June. Oh, yeah, Fortnite and its massive free-to-play tendrils. Mm. Uh, 
Sometimes stuff's good for the games industry, sometimes it isn't. But I guess if people are playing a game, they're playing games. Uh, July, nothing much happened. Electronic Arts acquired its an, uh, announced its acquisition of Industrial Toys. Oh, a mobile company. Of course it did. Well, if, if one, one thing uh, worth noting about uh, June 2018, mm. E3, no, uh, no Sony. Yeah. And so a continuation, the continuation of no Sony, we reckon. But I believe that was that was in a podcast a few weeks back, wasn't it? Yep. And uh, games that came out in July, let's see, uh, remastered editions of stuff. Oh my God! Hotel Transylvania Three: Muscles of a Board came out for Windows, Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Oh. I can't believe I missed that one. No, I know. Um. But for other games, uh, Octopath Traveler, I heard, is a good RPG. That came out on the Switch. Uh, Sonic Mania Plus. Hello Neighbor finally went gold and was unfortunately disappointing. The idea, you know, the idea of, you know, breaking into a guy's house and him learning from your mistakes, you know, sounded very, sounded very good, but the execution just didn't, didn't quite get there. But, you know, live and learn. Hanging on the edge of tomorrow. Aye, indeed. Uh, ah, August. August. Uh, um, Immaterial Gamers podcasts carried on going during that point. Or they, they kind of started during that point. Uh, very a, a big... very noteworthy. I'm surprised it's not on the Wikipedia. Yeah, I know. I think we need to get that edited on there, to be honest. Uh... The international, the Dota 2 tournaments thing, had wow. the largest prize pool in esports history. Held at the Rogers Arena in Canada. Go Canada! I know where that wow. is. Wow. Wow. Oh, it's in Vancouver. Sorry. Is it in Vancouver? I don't know where that is. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was yeah, in Toronto. Right. No, no. It Leave was, it to it every really... other city in Canada to be more exciting than Toronto. You're the capital, aren't you? Well, Toronto is not the capital. It is the largest city. Uh, it's the. It is the business center of Canada. That is why it is the biggest. It has the most jobs and makes the most money. But if you want uh, to do actually fun things, you'll have to go to Vancouver or Montreal, generally speaking. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, and yeah, this was the. This was also the year where a mass shooting occurred at the Madden NFL 19 tournament. Not was... in Canada. Not in Canada. No. No, that was in Florida again, was it? Yeah. yeah. Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida. That was the one. And, uh, yeah. And that, that month we had the the Windows release of Yakuza 0, and everyone should everyone should play Yakuza's. Uh, according Did you just to this, pluralize Yakuza? Yakuza's? No, well, Yakuza games. Yeah, okay. We'll do everyone that. should play the Yakuza's. Yeah, the Yakuza's. That'd be nice. I mean, if we can get a, if we can get more. That'd be that'd be brilliant. Just all the Yakuza games. Yeah, Overcooked no, 2 in actually... August. Yeah. Oh no, World for Warcraft Battle for Azeroth came out. Oh yeah, I do recall you folks talking that up on a, on the podcast. Yeah, it came out and they've added the biggest patch recently, or their new next patch. Uh, the Walking Dead, they... the final season. Oh, started beginning, beginning that of point. The, beginning of the end. Yeah, yeah well, until it got picked up by you ominous know, for, Skybound. Ominous foreshadowing of things to come. Yeah, definitely. 
Uh, speaking of, uh, let's have a look at what else we got. What else did we have? Let's see. September, here we are. Uh, Wargaming opened a studio in the UK. So World of Tanks got a UK studio. Uh, Capcom Vancouver shut down. Uh, along no, with Canada. Games. You were doing so good last month. Yeah, yeah, they were doing they were doing so well, but then uh, they shut down, and so did Telltale Games, pretty much. Sad. Yeah, and then and then uh, you know games that came out in September though was uh. Spooderman. Yes, yes, Spooderman. Um, you know, Marvels and Marvels Insomniacs man. <laughs> Marvels Insomniacs man. Yeah, uh, this is the police two. Ah, yeah. Pathfinder Kingmaker came out as well, which I really do need to get back and carry on playing. I kind of got to a point where I was going to take on a big bad dude and didn't. Uh, October! Apparently nothing happened. According to the major events list. Yeah, nothing happened. I was born in October, and that was exciting. Yeah. uh, I would have been a month older in October, but, you know, that was in October 31 years ago. But, uh, still... Uh, you know stuff that stuff that came out during October though, uh, the world ends with you final remix. Yo. Um, Toys for Bob and Ubisoft did... went and did. Oops, sorry, go on. Never actually followed up on that. I finished uh, that game. World ends with you. Oh, good. I, me and my sister did it. Anyway, my sister ended up being uh, the one who was. We we took turns playing the main character. Mm. Uh. While we played it, every time we played a session, and uh, she yeah. happened to be in the in the hot seat during the final confrontation, which, if you recall from the original game, is a single player deal. There's uh, no partner interaction in that fight, so she was by herself for the very final fight, which is by far like exponentially more difficult than any other mm. fight in the game. <laughs> yeah, because you know there's usually that bit where the second person can you know. Zekin character would help out, but nope, not there. Yep, I'm stuck on a ball. And it's all you. But she did it. She beat it on hard mode all by herself. Good, Very happy good. with her. We, yeah. had, we had a ton of fun playing through that game together. But you see, that's that's good. You know, sitting down, playing with friends and family, it's, you know, it's good. Playing yeah. against friends and family is also good sometimes, but, you know. It can sometimes be a bit sorry, but yeah, it's uh, it was, there was a. Uh, I still think that uh, it was not my favorite version of the game that has existed. I consider it superior to the DS version. The co-op experience is honestly just too much fun. It really does add to it a yeah. lot. Um, but uh, the motion controls are still a little bit wonky. Uh, the certain inputs just are not natural when it comes mm. to controls with motion controls um, and the fact that the cursor is constantly going off center and that you have to reset every so often is just it, it can be a little bit frustrating I consider the phone mobile version to be the definitive version of the game in my opinion I feel it is the yeah. most balanced and uh, most solid mechanically what's that one they call that solo remix down solo they? remix yes yeah Ironic that a game all about like trusting your partner and expanding your horizons and connecting with others is the best version of that game is the one where you play entirely by yourself and do not really ha- <laughs> do not really have a partner. Mm. Yeah, but it, yeah, it it works, I guess, in its in its own way. 
Yeah, there was other stuff that what else came out. Dark Soul month. Caliber Six. Oh yeah, that little game Soul Caliber Six. Yeah, the independent game. It was it was, it was absolutely great. Yeah. And uh, oh, Delta Rune, the project from the one developer behind Undertale. It's an anagram. But um, yeah, that that came out. I really do need to play Undertale, really, to be honest. Well, speaking of small indie companies, Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh, <laughs> uh, of course it did. Yeah, I remember. God, God, the last half of the year went pretty damn quick. This is all just like flying in my head. Just one. Um, November twenty eighteen, BlizzCon happened. Oh, don't we know it? <laughs> oh, wow. And um, Diablo the... mobile game. Yeah, Diablo Immortal may not even, you know, well, he will come out, but you damn well know there's going to be problems. But, uh, yeah, also things that happened that year, we lost the Gaming Guide creator Prima Games. No more big, giant, book-based reviews on, or, like, book-based strategy guides on how to complete games, because the internet's got you covered. It's just as it is. And the problem with some of the, you know, I have to say the problem with some of the premium game strategy guides was, by the time the game went gold, a lot of the stuff in the guides was redundant. But they had a good nearly thirty years. That'll, you know, that'll do them. And uh, December, uh, sorry, November's games. Uh, the Quiet Man. Mm-mm, we 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 don't talk about that game. Uh oh, Hitman Two, little known stealth game familiar with this it's almost uh, like we've talked about it before yeah I don't know I don't know where it came from uh, oh Fallout Tetris 70s. Effect <laughs> Tetris Effect there you go I was going to say uh, Fallout 76 but you know that's also oh, oh yeah that, that, that also came out didn't it yeah is anyone playing that game I haven't played that game I've not played that game I kind of after everything that came out about it and everyone's problems with it I've just kind of I was like, I'm not touching the game. I don't feel like I should be anywhere I, near this. I'll be honest, I had cautious optimism about it, and then the more that came out about it, that optimism just faded. It just went, which is a shame. Oh, um, oh, a little, a little known franchise got a, uh, got got two games on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, what's that called? Pokemon. Oh uh, yeah. Let's yeah, go Pikachu. Yeah. Let's go Eevee. Yeah. Probably the biggest renaissance in Pokemon gaming that's happened for years, to be honest. And you know what? If it gets people playing it with the weird, creepy, cute creatures, then sure, go ahead. Uh, oh yeah, Darksiders 3 came out to massive indifference. Persona yeah. Q2, my sister's actually went out and grabbed that. She's actually was pretty hyped about that. Oh, oh Q, was that was, was that sort of just mixed... Yes. Yeah, um, uh, mixed people from Persona games into one big dungeon crawler, wasn't it? Yep, that's the whole one. She's been playing it a lot. Oh, see, between that and actually waiting for the sort of the like the dancing all night games, which apparently I've heard are uh, quite fun. It's like, oh, you want a rhythm game set in the Persona universes? Off you go. Yep, three, oh, four, Persona three, four, and five dancing game all released please at PS4 in December. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, December, like we say, also there, nothing happened, apart from what we already talked about a couple of weeks about, uh, back, about uh, Blizzard shutting down Heroes of the Storm competitions, you know. Rip. 
Yeah, rip. But uh, yeah, Just Cause 4, uh, the Persona game, the Persona Dancy games. Um, Path of Exile is on the PS4. Why do I not know that Path of Exile is on the PS4? Fair enough. Oh, Katamari Damacy, that's actually another game my sister played. Oh, Katamari. I, you see, I've never played him, but they look so charming and absolutely batshit crazy that I really should. They sure seem like it, yes. Oh. Um, a puzzle game by the name of Gris, which apparently a lot of critics are raving about, uh, came out this month as well. Oh, when uh, Vermintide came out on the PS4. But it's a co-op game. I don't play co-op with people on PS4. That'd be a waste of money. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's what happened throughout the year. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate also happened. Oh, yes, of course. Why can I not... Why, how could I forget? You know, the biggest, biggest Nintendo fighting game since Super Smash Bros. Brawl. No, four. Super Smash Bros. No subtitle. Yeah. You know. And then there was some video game movies. There was Rampage and Tomb Raider. Rampage was okay. Tomb Raider wasn't. Shame. Yeah. Very, very shame. So, overall, I would say... Hmm, it's not the worst year of gaming. It's not uh, the best. It was It was a busy year. Yeah. A lot of a lot of things happened. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Not, not always great, but, you know, I'd say, not, not the worst year. So, you know, we'll look forward to uh, seeing what happens in 2019... We'll wait to see, you know, like EA shut a studio on New Year's Day or something like that. And uh, we you will really be think there to. Yeah. Oh, geez. oh, Merry Christmas! You don't have any jobs anymore. Yeah, but when you know when the when the when the news comes in 2019, we'll be there to snarkily talk about it because that's what we do. Yeah. Generally. Making inappropriate jokes at terribly unfunny subjects. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've, we've got a thing for that now. It's a reputation. But, um, yeah. As we're over an hour, and it's Christmas Day, and we need to get to turkey and Christmas pudding. And by Christmas Day, we mean two days before Christmas. Yes, exactly. We're not, we're not sat there recording a podcast while people are sat there, arms folded, going, look, are you going to get to your dinner yet? It's like, you Roasted. said you were going to be Santa this year. Why are, could you get us presents, please? Yeah, yeah. Can, can we can we like unwrap them now? You said you were going to do it in the morning. Is you know it's been six hours since. Well, that's your fault for getting up early. Anyway, um, yeah, we are going to wrap this up for this week. And like I say, you know, please do follow, like, share, subscribe, bell thing, follow on the Twitter, the Facebook, and everywhere else. Um, cheers, Duncan, for for being here this week. No problem. And um, and with that, we will say, please, don't kill each other. Very and important we, during the holidays. Yeah, definitely. Even more so than normal, I implore you, don't kill each other. It's two weeks. Enjoy the family time. Go back to the antisocial stuff afterwards. Make sure you're all good. And uh, we will kind of not see you next week, but we will. As we look at... Uh, as we try and get a bit of time of ourselves and discuss what we thought was the best things we did last year, this year. You'll know. For the previous year. Yeah. That's still accurate. Cheers, that works. I appreciate that one. Right, so, 
fare thee well, everyone, and we will see you soon. Bye-bye.